We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA front office show. Trevor Lane joined by a significantly cooler version of Keith Smith today. Air conditioning back and working in the Smith household, which means we're back in action. Keith, got to feel good to be to be back out of the hotel, back in your home again, AC up and running. Yeah, and let's be clear, cooler in terms of temperature. I am no cooler <laughs> in terms of uh, being being a cool person or anything like that. But yeah, it was uh, it was brutal. Anybody who lives in the South knows you like AC is a must. It is not a uh, it's it's not a luxury by any means or anything like that. And there's funny. I had a couple people say to me like, "Why did you not just?" just go buy a new one, man. They're only like 200 bucks. And I was like, no, 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 no. These are not the window units that you're right. thinking of. <laughs> like these are, um, you know, this is my whole central air was down and it was, uh, it was pretty brutal. And there was just, I, you know, there was just no way to record from a hotel room when the whole family, including two dogs is crammed into one room. So it was, uh, you know, it is what it is though. We're back and, and we're ready to roll. And uh, it's looking like, I guess the first topic for us to get into the NBA expansion, Maybe coming. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not sure how to take this. There were <laughs> some rumbling, some rumors that, yeah, the NBA was like on the verge of announcing expansion. And then that kind of got walked back a little bit. But the two teams were the teams that we've been talking about for months now, or the two cities were the cities we've been talking about for months now, Seattle and Las Vegas, potentially getting expansion teams. So how, how should we take this? Is this just inevitable at this point? And this was maybe something getting out a little too early or, or how do you feel about the reporting? Yeah, it, it's a good question. I think there's a chance it just came out a little early and the, the NBA is not ready to do this yet. And, and are their partners in Seattle and Las Vegas ready for this to come out? What, what had happened was a writer for the AP tweeted a few days back. He tweeted that the NBA is going to announce expansion uh, while playing preseason games in Seattle. They're going to announce expansion to Seattle and Las Vegas. And it was the course, right? It took on a life of its own from there because everybody's excited and folks from those markets. It is funny though. I think the folks in Seattle were a little more like, yeah, sure. We'll believe it when we see it. Right. Right. Um, <clears throat> that's one where I don't trust people. If they're like, ah, if Woj didn't tweet it, I'm not going to believe it. Right. But it's uh, yeah, my it's here's where I'm at on this. I don't know that we're imminent on announcing expansion. It's certainly, there were a bunch of people like, imagine if one of these teams ends up with Victor Wambanyama, it wouldn't be next season anyway. It would be right. the minimum of probably two years away uh, if they announced it you know, this year. But where I'm at 
with this is I think it's inevitable it will be Seattle and Las Vegas. I just think we're still probably another year or two out from getting the actual announcement that it's coming, which means we're somewhere between, let's say, three and five years from teams actually starting to play. Yeah, I, there's there's going to be preseason games in Las Vegas again this year. Mm-hmm. The Summer League is obviously hosted there. It makes it a very natural and easy city. The NBA already has a good relationship there. And, of course, Seattle, the sentiment has been, ever since the Sonics left, the sentiment has been, was that the theme from The Office? It was. That's my ringtone. <laughs> that's fantastic. And I'm proud of myself for getting that off of, like, the well first done. Yeah, two notes. It was like, name that name that tune. I can right. name that <laughs> I got it. But, um, but the sentiment has been that Seattle was, uh, you know, unjustly lost their team. And yeah. so the, it makes sense that these are the two cities. And it feels like that's the path we're ultimately going to head down. Maybe the, the gun was just jumped a little bit in terms of saying it's coming like this summer. Um, but again, I do think it, it happens eventually. And I do wonder what the new TV deal like. Does that need to be in place first before they would go down that path? Yeah, I think there's a lot of, you know, uh, T's that need crossed and I's that need dotted because as it stands under the current collective bargaining agreement, which we know is really only going to be good through the middle of December, both sides are are very much expected to opt out. That's not a bad thing. That doesn't mean we're going to see stoppage of play and missed games or anything. It just means they're going to opt out and say, hey, let's work on a new new agreement. Um, But there's no none of the revenue from expansion goes to the players in that. So these billions of dollars that are going to be paid for these expansion fees, none of that goes to the players. Um, it, it all just goes into to the NBA owners. The other, uh, in this case, would be 30 owners uh, get, would split that those expansion fees up evenly. And so I think there's going to be some negotiation around either, hey, we want a chunk of that, or what we want is, you have to do 12 guaranteed contracts per team or something like that. I'm in there. There'll clearly have to be a negotiation done around setting, um, which is more on the ownership side than it is anything with the players. But all right, if you had past practice as any guide, uh, which it generally is, they'll operate under a reduced salary cap for the first couple of years. Um, you know, if everybody else is at 130 million, they may be at 110 million um, or something like that. The, their draft picks were generally the first draft. Sometimes the first two drafts are capped at no higher than fourth or fifth or something like that. So, so I do think that there is a chance what we're going to see here over the next uh, little bit is just that the, the negotiations of how do we do this? How do we split this up? What does it look like? Um, that, that work all needs done. That's why I don't necessarily think we're going to see this. And to to your point, that TV money needs to be split because if I'm a current owner, I don't know that I want to split that pie two more ways. I would like to kind of, you know, yeah, you can get a chunk of it, but you get, you know, maybe, you know, a, a fifth share or something in the first couple of seasons or they'll, they'll figure all that out. But but I, I still tend to believe it's, it's coming sooner rather than later. I can't wait for when that does happen. We're going to have so much to talk about in terms of who gets protected. Should some teams try to offer something for players to get selected by the expansion teams and all kinds of different stuff for us to break down in terms of strategy and how these teams can can be set up. Um, yeah, I, I think it will happen eventually, but 
maybe a little bit premature to say that it's getting done at this point. But again, it just feels like it's going to be Seattle and Las Vegas. I, I've seen people make arguments for other cities as well. I've seen Vancouver and stuff like that. But I just, yeah, and Louisville's always thrown in sure. there too. I just think the NBA wants to rebalance, get a couple more West teams in there. We know Seattle's going to be one of them. That's yeah. that's just like basically a guarantee. And then I think in Las Vegas, my guess is the NBA is very conscious of they already have somewhat of a foot foothold in vegas because of the summer league um but the golden knights are very popular the hockey team because that was vegas's first pro you know team in the big four now you've got the raiders and there's all these rumors that the a's are going to move out there you don't really want to be the fourth league in town right you want to come back now i've heard some people say well aren't they going to be the fourth team in in seattle but the sonics still have a you know a, a fan base there's still a group of people who love them uh, basketball is extremely popular in seattle ton of nba players as we see uh you know constantly showing love to their home uh, town there so yeah I, I think that one's probably a little more straightforward so that but at this point i would you know, I don't even know if you could bet this, but I would guess if you could bet it, it would be very, very heavily favored Seattle and Las Vegas as the two destinations with everybody else, you know, trailing far, far behind. I don't know if you can either, but in general, I feel like for most things, if the question is, can you bet it? The answer is <laughs> <Yeah>. yes, <laughs> typically. Yeah, I mean, so him, him, his name might be Bruno on the side of the street corner. And he might break your legs if you don't pay. But yeah, you can generally bet on anything anywhere. But you know what, Keith? You should we have said that because we don't talk about him. That's it. We don't talk about him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving, moving on to something that could happen, not this coming season, but, but actually next season. Uh, the NBA tournament. Right before yeah. we started recording this, Shams Tarania had some details on what a mid-season tournament could look like, could be put into practice again, not necessarily for the 2022-2023 season. That's not going to happen. But 2023-2024, we could very well see a mid-season tournament take place. Uh, conceptually, do you do you like the idea, Keith, of, of this? Um, I like the idea of the tournament, as long as it is, I don't want it to add to the um workload of what's already too many regular season games anyway um and it sounds like per shams that the the initial portion of the games will be uh scheduled as part of the 82 game schedule how they're going to do that i don't really know um but then he said in each team that makes the finals will play one extra game presumably whatever that is prize money whatever it is that'll they'll make it worth it to play that extra game for those teams so yeah if you take the if you say Hey, we still have an 82 regular season game and, uh, you know, Lakers and Clippers are playing in round one of this tournament and they are going to, but that also counts as their, you know, one of their regular season matchups. Sure. Yeah. You know, no, no issue there. That's fine. Um, and I think it'll probably be one of those things, much like the play in tournament will be a little bit like, do we need this? You know, what are we doing here? Then it'll come in and if they do it right, much like they did with the playing tournament. It'll be exciting and fun, and we'll all be kind of like, oh, this is kind of cool. I can go forward with this. So I don't have an issue with it. I just want to see what the execution looks like. Again, this is what, what Shams had kind of just going off what you said. Cup games through November, eight teams advance to a single elimination final in December. Mm-hmm. Other 22 continue with their regular season. So the other teams continue with the regular season. This All the games somehow, I, I'd have to see exactly how this works, but yeah, All the games are part of a normal 82-game schedule. The only thing is that you get one extra game for the two final teams. So somehow, like, the, the eight teams that advance, 
somehow the games that they play in this tournament have to count towards yeah. the regular season schedule. How you do that though, while still doing, you know, keeping arena dates and all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff in mind. I'm going to be interested to see how the NBA actually plans to execute this, but the play, just the idea of, Hey, at most, even if your team gets all the way to the final, it's one game added to your season. I think that would draw a sigh of relief from a lot of teams who don't want to see, say, five, six games added exactly. on to an already packed schedule. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, one game, whatever. No, that shouldn't impact anybody uh, too negatively. Now, now you watch, you know, someone inevitably someone will get hurt in this extra game and you'll have a bunch of screaming and yelling of like, if we didn't have this stupid thing, they wouldn't have got hurt. But yeah, I mean, it'll be... It, it'll probably be pretty fun. It'll probably be, you know, exciting. I mean, I've been watching as much as I can, the Eurobasket. Mm -hmm. Now that's a little different because this is an international competition. So people are playing for, for country. Um, and anytime you're competing for your country, the stakes are raised and it feels, you know, fun, but like, that's a lot of fun too. Um, you know, I know both you and I have had various degrees interested in like the premier league and the premier league. Yeah. Well, not the premier league itself, but in English football, they have a whole bunch of, uh, it did very, Various in-season tournaments that they play and people are you know all about some of them and some of them they're not so all about and sometimes they do different stuff uh, orlando city here where i live just won the u.s open cup which is yep. the uh soccer tournament that's open to uh uh you know all professional soccer clubs in the united states and they they, they won that so i i think in general if you do it right it'd be interesting it Maybe it would be more interesting if it was, you know, hey, let's get the G League in here and stuff. Problem is, we don't have levels and levels of professional basketball in this country because the main minor league feeder system for the NBA remains college basketball. And obviously, you're not going to get teams involved, you know, in this like that. But yeah, well, let's see where this all comes together and you know what it looks like. But yeah, I think if you do it right, as a potential, it'll be a lot of fun. And you know, it's one, one more thing. And the reality is, if it's NBA related, we're going to watch it no matter what. Well, absolutely. We definitely are. And, you know, I, I want to say this too. There's been a lot of discussion of, well, what, how, how do you get players to care mm -hmm. about this, right? Why, why would teams not just use this as an opportunity for load management, rest all of their stars, and that would cause the tournament to flop. If the games are doubling up in terms of its regular season game and a tournament game, then you kind of alleviate that, that question. Sure. But then Shams also mentioned that they're still trying to figure out exactly what the prize is going to be yep. for winning the tournament. So there's going to be that incentive. But also, I like the idea that you're doubling up games in terms of tournament game and regular season game that they count for both because it gets rid of that thought process of well you know it's a tournament we don't really care about the tournament so exactly you know every all the stars are on the bench it's also really important too that they're doing it all at once because if this was spread out like all right kind of the way again to go back for those who don't know some of these uh footballs and in, in the football tournaments in the english football system are they're spread out over months of the year yeah. where it's you know you'll play you know group stage or lower level games are played and then it just keeps building and building until you get into the final if it was like that that would be a little bit different but i think what this one is where it's kind of all being played in a month-long period where you can't just right out of you're not gonna have training camp we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Get right into this and then just sit everybody and be like, nope. You know, hey, we, we, you know, like if you're Boston, we think we can win. So Jason Tatum's not going to play until December. It wouldn't work because then it's like, how do you ramp them back up? How do you get them ready to go? What do you do? What does that look like? So that part, I think, is smart too. put it all at one time. And you know what? Hey, if there's a couple teams that are like, nah, I don't really care so much about this because I don't really care so much about this, you know, boring regular season game to us anyway that's relatively meaningless in one or two and we're going to play our kids so be it i mean we get that yeah. already anyway you know it's i there's you know my my thing you know tuesday night in orlando you know i'm gonna sit a bunch of guys well why not sit a bunch of guys in the first round of this thing if you're just like nah, whatever it doesn't matter but i think what ends up happening is players don't if you put something in front of them like hey you have a chance to win something they're gonna compete because these guys are, you know, competitors of the highest level. So it, it'll be interesting to see what way it comes together. And the good thing, I think, just like with the playing tournament, the NBA, if nothing else has proven, will be super adaptable. Like if it doesn't really work this way, we'll tweak it. We'll change it. We'll adjust and we'll, we'll keep going. But the, the, it's coming sooner rather than later. Yeah, I think it's gonna it's coming. I think it's going to come next season. And then we'll see. You know, the playing tournament had a lot of skeptics and it's been great and it's not going anywhere now. Um mm-hmm. Uh, this could very well be the same. We'll see. Uh, a lot of it's going to depend on the execution. All right. We do have uh, one transaction that took place in the NBA recently. And that's Maxi Kleba. Uh, got an extension. Three years, $33 million with the Dallas Mavericks. There's been a lot of buzz. And I'm just talking about people speculating. I'm not talking about like source stuff, but just there's been a lot of speculation looking at the Dallas Mavs roster that they could be one of, if not the the next team to make a big superstar trade and when you see this Kleba extension I'm not saying they did this just to trade him but this is the kind of contract that you typically see thrown into trades in terms of the dollar amount and everything and and I think he's a talented player I think it makes sense on its own merit as just a deal but I do wonder if the Mavs are going to have something up their sleeves here in the next year or two trying to find that that ultimate star to pair with with Luka. Yeah, and I can confirm, and we've already got the details up on Spot Track. Uh, if you want to go check, it's it's eleven million flat per season uh, for Kaliba. Um, But you're absolutely right. What they can do now, between now and into the off season, they have a whole bunch of deals that range between ten and let's say twenty million that they can you can start piling them together and, and put them into various trade packages. And that's that is often what we see is a more successful route. Uh, to getting a big name player than having another big name salary. Because rare is the day when it is trade B 
big name set. The the Russell Westbrook for John Wall trades sure. are pretty rare. We don't see that very often where it's you know two forty million dollar guys going for each other. But we've seen multiple times, including Westbrook to the Lakers, was what three four players went out in that deal that made let's call it ten to twelve million each. Um, the uh, trade for Donovan Mitchell was a whole bunch of guys who made you know again somewhere in the 15, 16 million range. Rudy Gobert trade was a bunch of guys in the 10 to $15 million range. So that's that's just the way to uh, stack salaries. It can be very hard when you're trying to trade the one big one for another single big one because there's just only so many of those out there. And quite frankly, they're either attached to really great players that their teams don't want to trade or guys who it's like, I don't want that guy at 40 plus million. So that's where the challenge comes in with that. So yeah, I like the way Dallas is putting it together and also $11 million a year for Maxi Kleba, completely fair value for what he brings to the team. Oh, but also. I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. <laughs> okay. This isn't I that big. A new, I, I really just wanted to hit the button. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Shams Tarania just announcing that the NBA has informed teams that the 2023-2024 salary cap is currently projected to be 134 million. That's an increase of 10.4 million than this current season. And at a $162 million tax level, that's 1 million higher than previous project projections. So the cap, it just keeps rising. And now we're finding out the teams are going to have a little bit more wiggle room in there, a million dollars more than what they are currently operating under or what they thought they would be operating under. Yeah, this is further proof for anybody who says, you know, ratings and the NBA is not popular and people don't watch anymore. Yeah, baloney. It just keeps getting going up and up and up. And this is, you know, that's the main driver for this stuff is TV-related things. Also things like league pass and merchandise sales and all that stuff. This league is in as good a shape as it's ever been in. Uh, the fact that we have come out of multiple uh, pandemic impacted seasons and locked into a salary cap that is going up more than remember they agreed after they got through the right the one year they kept it flat after the bubble then they said we'll do a minimum three percent growth they've blown way past that three percent growth uh each of each last year and going into to this next year as well and i wouldn't be surprised if that 134 goes up again I oh, think yeah. there's a good chance that goes up again to maybe 135, 136. And when this new TV deal comes in, we're going to be looking at a salary cap that's going to be well north of $150 million. Well north, probably starting to approach towards $200 million. The big thing with that is when you see a guy gets $30, $40 million in the next couple of years, just start reframing in your mind. That's not going to be a third to, you know, uh, you know, of the salary cap to the, even if it's 30 to 35% this year in a few years, that's probably going to be 15 to 20% at most. Right. Yeah. That's something that we have to remember when we're looking at the deals that come down. Um, just doing some basic math. I mean, basic math, 134 million. If that's the salary cap, that would mean for a 35% max, you're looking at a starting salary of about 47 million now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, which is is that's a big chunk of change uh, with that, and and that this impacts guys like Nikola Jokic, 
who just signed his uh, Supermax extension, Joel Embiid, who has an extension kicking in next year, and a handful of guys. And, and it impacts your boy here because I got to sit down now and refigure a whole bunch of stuff and, uh, <laughs> and get it rebuilt and ready to go. But that that's fine. That's, you know, I got everything set up to basically plug in some new numbers and off we go. But yeah, good news all around if you're, you know, uh, especially if you're an NBA player, good news because you, you've got that much more money coming your way. But this is a you know, great news for this league that we love is, you know, as healthy as Strong. it's ever been. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Keith, just to, to bring everything full circle, at least you can crunch those numbers in air conditioning. Yeah. Oh. Tell me about it. Yeah. Thank, <laughs> thankfully. Yeah. Except the uh, Smith family is, uh, you know, we're, we're going to be bouncing around the state all weekend playing in soccer games. It's, uh, you know, we're, we're full on in the throes of soccer season, but it's good. At least we'll have a nice cool house to come back to and uh, right. relax at the end of each night. It's going to feel that much cooler now when you come in from from out of the heat. But and again, remember, cooler in terms of temperature, not cooler <laughs> in terms of being a cool guy. My daughter would tell you that is absolutely 100 percent true. I am not cool. <laughs> well, you know what? That's just the job of a, of a kid, I think, right. especially especially at her age. But that's OK, Keith. We all think that you are, are just cool enough. To, uh, to come in here and talk NBA basketball every hey, day man. with us. And I'm glad that now your AC is back so we can get the show back running yes. again and back to our, our regular yeah, we got, we, I was looking at it while I was kind of, I was starting to map some stuff out when I was like, I had him just sitting here in this hotel. We're literally sitting in a hotel room watching The Office over Labor Day. And I love The Office, but I've seen the entire show through probably 25 times. Yep. And we're just sitting there and I was like, I'm going to start mapping out some stuff I get to do. And I was like, man, we got a lot of work to do. Uh, not a lot of time to do it in. So, but yeah, we're going to have some fun here over the next few weeks. Absolutely. Absolutely. We are not that far away from preseason basketball. Everything's just about back media day coming up. We've got football back. We already had a game last night. We've got more games this weekend. Ah, oh, let's go sports. It is, it's it. three weeks from today. That's that right. the first preseason games are. So let's go. yeah, let's go. Six in the morning, my time. Six in the morning. Warriors right. at Wizards on the thirtieth. Let's uh, we'll we'll do yeah. a little early morning broadcast or something. <laughs> we'll get up and, and check it out. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> uh, maybe not. <laughs> maybe maybe not. We'll see. We'll recap it later in the day. Yeah, uh, I think we can handle that. All right, everybody, make sure you do subscribe to the NBA Front Office YouTube channel. We're pushing towards 20,000 subscribers. We're almost there. Help push us over the hump. Go ahead and subscribe to the NBA Front Office YouTube channel. Don't forget to follow us over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts as well. Till next time, everybody, have a great weekend. See you and stay safe.